0: Welcome to the Patmos Podcast. I'm Cooper Wagner and I'm often joined by my partner, Cole Jones. Here at Patmos, we're on a mission to be the healthiest investment firm in the world. Part of how we plan on doing that is by learning from men who've gone before us in life and business. So I hope you enjoy these conversations and thanks for listening in. If you find them helpful, we would love to hear from you. Follow us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, or just shoot us an email which can be found on our website at patmoscp.com. Well, welcome back, episode 2. And uh, today, I mean, like I said and like you heard in that intro, you're going to you're going to be we're going to be interviewing a bunch of people on here, but um, you know, before we jump to other people, I was like why don't we interview the man the myth and the legend (laughs) that we have in front of us and so today we're gonna uh really talk about uh cole and we're gonna ask him this main question what made you decide to start a business at 25 because i'm i'm sitting here we're both you're 20 27 now 27 i'm 26 so, did you start a business at twenty six? Twenty five. I was turning twenty six. Wow, you barely made that. <laughs> I cut barely point. made it. So you barely started a business it. at twenty five, and um, we're sitting here a year and a month later, and uh, you're twenty seven. I'm twenty six, and and we have a biz- we have a legitimate business, and and I'm sitting here like, I would have never done this by myself on my own not a chance I would have started a business. And I think there's a lot of people like me out there who are young and think that they got to put in 10, 15 years into their career working for somebody else before they start their own thing. And I think that's a bad perspective. And so I honestly just want you to kind of speak. I want you to just
1: go off on why you started a business (laughs) when you're 25. Man. Oh man. There's a lot I can go off on. I think one is, you know, you got to figure out who you want to be in life And, uh, and you gotta, whenever you look around and, and you don't like what you see, um, you have a couple of choices. One is to, to keep doing what you're doing. But a lot of times, Scoop's dad always say, if you keep doing what you're doing, you may not like what you got. And, uh, so I, I think one was like, I just saw what was around me and, and I was like, man, I think I could create a culture and a company that is about people and, and is about investors and, um, you know, is is about just serving people and, and leaders and, and leading. And, uh, and so, I mean, I, I think when you look around and you see, Oh, he's 25 years old. The reality is, I mean, there's a lot of 35 year olds, 45 year olds, 55 year olds that just are terrible leaders. And, um, don't have a perspective on things, and um, and so it really age is not a is not as much of a issue. A lot of times, age is an advantage. Actually, um, you know, I tell people all the time all the time. I have more to lose than someone who is sixty years old. If I go bankrupt in investors, I it's hard for me to come back from that. Um, and I also just have more energy. I have. I wake up every morning at five o'clock, and I just. I get after it. And it's like, it's, I have the most energy I'll ever have right now. And so whenever you're young, it's it's like, take a risk. You know what I mean? Um, it it just, it's a time to take a risk. And it's, it's a time where, you know, if you see fundamentals and if you see something, an opportunity in the market, then go after it. And I don't mean that blindly. I mean, um, know what you're good at, know what you can and can't do. Um, and and become really good at something uh and then find an opportunity and capitalize on it.
0: Yeah, that's good. I mean, I think I think something you said there and I'm I'm struggling to find the last word for it, but basically like age isn't an indicator of what would you say there? Like age isn't an indicator of ability. Yeah, exactly. That's great. Age isn't an indicator of ability. Like like you said, I mean, I I don't want to get political on here. Often, <laughs> we will. We will. We might. <laughs> but often like there there are some of the guys that run our country i'm not even just talking about president i'm talking about in congress in the senate at the state level at the city level on the school boards these are guys that i wouldn't let babysit my daughter true well first i mean a lot of reasons for that but like just in general like could they get her to bed at seven (laughs) o'clock probably not i mean i'm i'm not even trying to be i'm not even trying to joke here yeah Age is not an indicator of ability. Like, I think that that's a great thing for us to have perspective on because, you know, if you want to look at what Scripture says, 1 Timothy 4.12, don't look down on someone because they're young. And it calls us to, as young guys, set an example for others. And that's what we want to do in our lives, in our conduct, with our speech, and also with our business. Like, we don't think we got to wait until we're 35 40 to actually do something with our lives and i'm not saying that if you work for somebody else you're not doing something with your life i'm just saying don't wait don't don't think that because you're 25 because you're 26 27 28 35 you're not ready right but but the caveat to that is what you said there don't do it blindly like i think it's important i couldn't have i could not be doing patmos capital partners by myself Which is different than you. I mean, you could be doing Patmos Capital Partners by yourself. Now, I mean, this the scale that we've gotten this quickly, and um, you know, hiring Jordan out there, like he. I mean, adding people to your team.
1: Yeah, it's a little harder.
0: Is always well, no, it's always better, right? You're able to to keep going and growing, but um, but you could be doing this on your own. You could raise money, you could uh, underwrite deals, you could talk to brokers, you could manage, and that's what a lot of guys out there are doing. That are, I mean, again, not, I don't think people this young. I think you're an anomaly in that. But um, back to this point is is you were you put in the effort, you put in the hard work, you put in three to four years of grinding at Northmark. Which, how many hours a week did you work? A lot. I mean, but like, a uh, I mean, put I an mean, actual number it on not, it.
1: I mean, to some people, yeah. thirty hours a week is a lot of work. Yeah, I mean, sixty to seventy at least.
0: Yeah, at least, right? Like. <laughs> You grinded, you learned Excel, you learned how to underwrite a deal, you learned who the equity shops were to go to, and you put in 60, 70 hours a week so that you could create a uh, company that you were the boss, that you got to set the culture, and that your DNA is all over. And I don't think you would trade that for the world. No. No. So uh, something my dad says a lot is discipline is the heavy door that leads to freedom. And so you can't just go into something blindly. You got to put in a lot of hard work to get to a place where you're able to achieve, you know, quote unquote, freedom. And um, and you did that. And then the good thing about that is you other people get to benefit from that. Like we're hiring people that are are coming from places where you know, they weren't experiencing the same type of culture that we're getting to bring to the table. And we're getting to uh, buy apartments where people are living, where we get to make an impact on their lives. We don't just, you know, buy and bump rents and try to kick people out. Like we genuinely want to improve people's lives. And we're doing this from a perspective, which is one of our core values of living differently in this world than a lot of other people. And so we're actually trying to bring life to the communities that we get to own and operate. And so, I don't know, I I, I think this is gonna be a very important podcast and episode because I think you have a lot of authority to speak on this as somebody who's done it and is doing it, and you took a risk, and I people are scared of that. And I I want I just kinda of want you to speak to like why risk is okay, like what kind of, I, I don't know, like, ri- just the idea of risk. Like what made
1: you comfortable taking yeah going on your own it's a good question i mean risk it's it's a everyone defines risk in different ways it's like coop always you know when coop and i were walking together um just in a in a community group together he'd always tell me like hey play that out what if what if this were to happen and what if this it it, like i would always I, i could come to him and say hey i'm anxious about xyz and, you know, if I said, Hey, I'm anxious about this deal going, not going through and us not raising the money. Well, what if that didn't happen? You know, what if you lost a hundred thousand dollars of earnest money? And what if the deal went bad? Um, I mean, there's a lot of what ifs in life and there's a lot of things that are going to happen in life that you can't control. And there's going to be a lot of setbacks in life, but the reality is, is like, if I just keep moving forward, keep uh, taking a step in the right direction and continue to surround myself with people who um, who just encourage me day after day, spur me on and, and make me a better man, it's going to work out. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, like, you may start a company at 25, and it may go bankrupt in four months. And I, I was I told I, I went and told the CEO at Northmark. I was like, you know, I'm gonna do this and I told him I literally told him, Hey, I always know Walmart is hiring if I end up <laughs> if I end up screwing this up. And I could literally go bag groceries at Walmart and that would be that'd be fine. My family could survive. Like there's, there's not a lot to lose right now. when you're 25 years old other than your reputation i will say my your reputation is the biggest thing um so that's what i i I would say when i speak to risk but i also want to speak to just i think the reality is sometimes we um we just overthink things and i think a lot of times investing most every time investing is about finding the facts if you if you take do the diligence to find the facts about the situation, about the deal, any deal like I want to find how, how, like the details matter. Like how many parking spaces are there? Okay. How many of those spaces could I get reserved parking from? How many of those spaces could I get covered parking from? Like how many washer and dryers are there? Like find all the facts about every deal. Find the, you know, For our situation, we, you know, we buy apartments. Go shop all the comps in the market. Like, I would never buy a deal if I didn't shop the comps. Go see what the other people are charging. Like, it's not... Real estate specifically is, like, the opposite of rocket science. Like, find all the facts about the situation and make judgment calls on the facts. Now, I will say, some people really are terrible at making judgment calls. Probably shouldn't start a company if you're terrible (laughs) at making judgment calls. But... I'll just say, I mean, it, use your judgment and find all the facts about the situation and make a judgment call. And it sounds stupid, but if you're, you know, if you can make judgment calls more than if you can make those right more than you're wrong, then you'll be a successful investor. Um, And so, I don't know. I just simplify it by saying those things. Now, a lot of a company is leading people, is is caring about people. There's a lot of soft skills within that. A lot of that You know with cooper and i that comes from who we are as believers and i think that's just natural for us to just literally just care for people and do that out of a out of our hearts and and in a way that's you know personable and you know we definitely don't do it perfect and we lead out when whenever we don't do that perfectly um but yeah i mean those are the things uh, that's a long way of saying I think that's, that's, that's a lot of what I said.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Risk is different to everybody. And, um, yeah. What do you have to lose? I mean, I love that principle of like, dude, I could go back. I think people just think they're above certain things (laughs) yeah and they don't want to risk their cushy 50,000. I don't know where you live 50 to $75,000 job straight out of college where you're able to, you're single, you're able to live in a cool apartment and flex on people (laughs) at the pool because (laughs) because you work out yeah i mean i don't even know but like you're we aren't above anything no like buying apartments is not that glamorous it it sounds cool to drive by it and be like oh we own that but like that means we're dealing with people who don't pay rent who trash the apartments who bash holes in walls who you know just i mean it's not that glamorous and we're then also, in charge of stewarding our investors money they're giving us they're trusting us and um, they you know we have a lot more to lose than somebody who bags stuff at at Walmart or who's <laughs> flipping burgers at McDonald's that's a cushy job you don't have to worry about a thing right but people think they're above that because it's not glamorous it's not valued in our society but those jobs are valuable those jobs are important they keep they keep the fundamentals of the economy going like those timing, not maybe not the guy who flips burgers at McDonald's. Like it's important, but it doesn't keep our economy going. But like those types of blue collar day in, day out jobs, we're not above that. And if we don't steward our lives and our investors money and our time, well, we will be doing those jobs and that's a risk we're willing to take. And I think more people should be willing to take, right? There's, you're not that cool because you work at as an analyst at some shop right you're not that cool and we're not that cool because we started a company but i think why i want to do this episode with you is because it is really cool that at 25 you took a risk and you were willing to to put your neck on the line and your reputation on the line because you put in the hard work and i think what we want to do in this is not shame people for not doing it because everybody is in a different season of life Not everybody can start a company. Not everybody's wired like you. But I do think uh, there are more people out there who are wired like you that just don't understand that it's not that big of a risk. I mean, it is in one sense and it's not in another. Like, what do you have to lose? Go for it. Like, you're young. You got energy. Go for it. But again, caveat. Like, spend time getting excellent at something. So, like, I think about myself. Where, where do, like, I come into this picture with Patmos and how am I 26 and, and helping you start a company? Um, I, you know, when I think about skills that I can bring to the table, right? Like, I, I grew up um, watching my dad build a company. Like, he, he, he took something that started with five people um or even less i mean it started with a few families with kids who were busy who had lives who had jobs and um he cast a vision he um and and he ended up building something he led a team he hired people well he continued to cast vision i mean uh one thing that that i don't know who this is original to but somebody said like vision leaks right like if you if you look at a bucket and um in that bucket there's holes at the bottom like as soon as you dump water into it, that water is going out. And so the people that uh, are under you, whether it's investors or employees or I- anybody, like you, got to continually be casting vision to them. Or that thing is not going to grow, right? That vision is going to drain out. It's going to leak, and people are going to start to go back to the defaults of their own preferences and their own laziness, and you know what, whatever. Because we're all wired like that. But when you are the leader of something, you got to cast vision, and you got to continually do that. And so. Where where I think I come in is just I've gotten to watch something turn from nothing to something amazing, right? From five people to twenty thousand in under twenty years is no small feat of accomplishment. And I got front row to I mean world class leadership, world class. Not just my dad. My dad is a great leader, but like then he brought in others and he led as a team and he built out teams and he hired somebody that could. You know, if my dad's good at speaking, he hires somebody who's good at setting up these microphones (laughs) and setting up the back. Like you got to hire well, you got to build a team. And so that's where, um, you know, I'm getting the pleasure and the the joy and the privilege of serving with Cole and helping him do that. Uh, as well as just other, you know, um, things that being in Dallas and knowing people and, and, and being able to connect with, um, investors and all that so that we, we, and, and then again, not being above a role, like, yeah, you're you're this super awesome rock star, twenty five year old who started a company, but it's just you, right? Like there is a lot of work that has to be done, that at Northmark was below you, right? Like you yeah. could hand that off to the next guy and say, do it. But I love what Chuck Anderson says, who we will definitely have on this podcast, <laughs> is like when he started his company, you know, he was like, hey, I'm going to set this down, and the next person will pick up the work and. You know, he would sit down on his desk and realize the next day it was right there for him to do, right? (laughs) Like nobody is no, you got no backup. And so, um, while you start, man, nothing, you are not above any task. And I think that's what makes great leaders is people who never get above those tasks, right? They can do the task that a admin or associate or analyst would do. Um, and they're now the big CEO, like a CEO that still does those when the time calls is, I mean, that's, that's what makes a good leader. It's good yeah, changing so, light bulbs, yeah, light bulbs <laughs> stacking chairs, you know, whatever it takes, um, to, to continue to lead and cast vision and be a servant. Um, man, I think that's what sets,
1: sets leaders apart. So it's good. The other things I, I would add to, uh, we, we said this in our year end letter too, but, um, you know, we say this all the time, know who you are, like who you are and be who you are. And those things are, you have to know who you are when starting a company. You have to know your strengths, your weaknesses, um, your pitfalls. And, you know, Kube and I talk about this all the time, but I think what can make it, when you when you see a lot of great companies, Apple is one, um, Kuba, we talked about this, but um, you see someone who you have a visionary and you see someone who is an executor. And those two things are really, really important when you're talking about scaling a company and actually becoming um, you know, a company that is just flourishing. And I would say Coop and I have have those two things, have those, you know, character traits in us. I'd say I'm a little bit more on the visionary side. Coop's always like, Hey, let's bring it back down, let's let's understand what we're doing here. We got three deals on our contract, we're not, you know, going public next year. Um, and
0: uh, (laughs) about a week (laughs) into our car not a week i mean i was here i was on the company i mean cole listen cole uh, not to get into another tangent i'm big on rabbit trails but cole is also an amazing teacher and so to be a good leader you got to be able to teach people and and that comes with casting vision but like he i wouldn't know a thing about real estate if it wasn't for cole and him challenging me him pushing me to take courses and then literally day in day out showing me what different things mean and like you said it's not rocket science i've picked it up fairly quickly but i i don't even begin to imagine that i have all the answers which is why this podcast will not just be me and him it'll be a lot of older people who even though their age doesn't prove their ability they and their character and their track record does speak for uh, a lot of it and we're gonna have some really fun guests on but um (laughs) we're like two we're like a maybe two months in and cole's like all right (laughs) So we're going to um buy, you know, x thousand amount of units. I don't mean, I don't remember what number he said and then I see us, you know, putting those all up in a portfolio, selling it off to or tying it all up in a REIT and then probably IPOing. Uh and I was <laughs> like, "IPOing?" I was like, "IPOing? What what do you mean IPOing? I didn't even know what IPOing was. I didn't even know it was possible." <laughs> For a normal person to IPO, oh, I was like, man. "Do you IPO? Man. Do they buy stock in, in you or Pat? What like what IPO? Yeah, we got You got to bring that back down a little bit, brother. We're two months in. We got two hundred and two
1: units. We're like, literally officing in my bedroom. We're
0: literally in Cole's bedroom. <laughs> the his, corner office. His son is gonna get here in about seven days, <laughs> crying our ear off, and I go. I have to go home and work from my bedroom. So I mean, I was like, dude, oh, IPO."
1: That's rich. What is this? <laughs> so anyway, sorry, keep going. Executor. So visionary and executor. I think you, you really need that in a company. Um, the other thing, other couple of things is save up six to 12 months of income. If you're going to do this, um, have something where you can live off of, especially if you have a family. Um, that's just something that I would strongly suggest doing and stop living a life that you know, you have to impress everybody by your Escalade. Like no one really cares. Um, so save up some money. But don't buy a Volvo. Don't, don't. <laughs> look. Coop, dog is on a Volvo. I've got a Volvo. And I will it, say, it,
0: this is probably the Indian, not the Arrow, but it's tainted my view of Volvo. And Volvo, I'm hey, sorry if you ever want to if you want to advertise on here, we would allow we'll that. It. But uh, <laughs> this guy. You may, you may want to pay him not to drive your car, like quite honestly. I feel like I have two wives because I get a call from my actual wife who calls me and says, hey, my keys are locked in the car. You need to come home. Okay, yeah, that's fine. It's annoying, but it's fine. I'll do it. I love you. I also get into work, and, and some random car pulls in behind me. It's Cole. Whose car are you driving? Well, this is Bert's, our buddy. I'm like, why do you have Bert's car? Well, I got a flat tire. The week after he got a flat, another flat tire on the highway, <laughs> the week after he ran out of gas on the way back from Abilene, I'm like, dude. Anyways, <laughs> Tangent, I'm sorry, tangents, tangents, but I just think it's worth tangents. noting. Don't no one should drive a Volvo. Anyways,
1: um, you were talking about how live under your means. Yeah, just live under your means. No one really uh, twenty to thirties. Like no one really cares what you drive, wh- where you live. Who cares? Um, and then and then also what I would say is. Um, you know, if, whenever you're starting a company, like when you're, when you feel like your hair's on fire and you really just get pressed, that's when you know who you are. And that's when you learn the most. Um, And, you know, if, for example, the first deal, I was like, it's just, you're just sweating. And you're like, literally, if this deal doesn't close in two months, I'm back to where I was. Uh, I, I only have, you know, Eight more months of income what if then a recession hits what if i can't raise this and all i'm saying is really just put your feet to the fire and you'll figure out who you are and you'll become better you'll become more details oriented you will sweat your craft and you'll really understand um you'll literally like know your business backward and forward when you're you know when everything is on the line so that is, is something that we've both been beneficiaries of by starting this. Cause we have a lot of, I mean, our families, you know, we're providing for our families here. Um, so that's one thing I'd say. And then, um, yeah, to add to that, just get uncomfortable. Um, and then, and then also one thing that we're focused on here, at Patmos is just talent. And for those of you look at the end of the day, starting a company isn't for everybody. And, like Coop said, we're not trying to shame anybody for not starting a company. The, the reality is like some people either don't have the desire, the energy, or um, they just don't want to be like that quarterback. But the reality is not everyone needs to be a quarterback. Like you just have to know who you are, like who you are, be who you are. And so, you know, sh- this is if we just mark this podcast and we're like we look up in 30 years and see Pat must blow up, it's literally because we're gonna create a culture and hire talent and we're gonna create a team and talent is everything. And so if you don't wanna start a company, latch yourself on to a company that understands that, that understands how to lead, that understands how to build a culture. Um, and so that's everything. So that's kind of what I would leave it with.
0: Yeah, it's, I think that's a great way to close. I mean, it's who you work for. I mean, like if you really think about it, like you're at work, more than you're at home almost like you take out sleeping and you're we're here nine hours a day and then we both got kids we're with our kids a few hours a day before they go you know different seasons of life are different amounts of times with your kids obviously but like young kids are going to bed at seven o'clock like we're going home and then sometimes there's a little more work to do after other times you just spend the whole night with your wife sometimes you go on a date hang with friends whatever but like your work, the way our culture is set it up, is so much of your life. It can't be your identity, but it is a lot of your time. And so who you work for and the culture you work in is going to determine, like, a lot about your contentment. And ultimately, like, it's a, I, I don't want to overemphasize that because, like, ultimately your contentment cannot be found in your work. Your identity cannot be found in your work. Or you're always going to be led to disappointment and let down but like i mean i mean a happiness like temporary happiness is important right like there's joy that that goes beyond that that uh comes from foundational principles about what you believe but happiness like is important and you are not going to be happy and then ultimately not find joy and you're going to be just bogged down if you work for a company where you're you don't align with their values, you don't believe in the mission, and um, you know, that, that maybe is just like a toxic culture. They expect too much of you, too many hours, don't pay you enough for the the caliber of employee you are, whatever it is, like you can't stay there. That's ultimately like what I think we want to challenge young people with is like don't be don't be so dependent on a paycheck that you're willing to sacrifice happiness. And if happiness and joy Is found in in working for somebody who aligns with what you believe and something you're passionate about, and like do that. That's like do it and work hard, um, and be excellent in what you do. Um, But if you're like struggling to find that, like something my dad always said is instead of cursing the darkness, like light a candle. Right. Which is a powerful way to say it. Like we're not yeah. going to just sit here and complain all day. Everybody can complain, do something about it because like there's not a good, if there's not a multifamily investment firm that you've interacted with, that you were like, I would be pumped to work for that guy Start it. And that's what you did. And I think there are some guys in this space specifically that you'd work for that we respect that we'll interview on here. But you know, that's, that's ultimately the principle. Like, man, yeah. don't be scared. Um, don't live in fear. Don't think you're too young. Um, Get good at a craft, find people you love and enjoy and love to be around and start something and see what, see what happens. Let's go. So, um, man, hopefully again, we're early in this. And so we're saying this more than we probably should, but hopefully, hopefully this is helpful. Um, you know, drop a comment, um, follow us, subscribe, email us. Um, you know, we'd love to connect with you uh, and, and hear if this was helpful um, people you think we should interview. Um, we, we do have a list of, of people that we think will be really, really helpful and engaging, but, um, always open to suggestions and ideas as we, we don't know everybody. So we'd like to know everybody. Uh, we'd like to know you. So, um, you know, we, we, uh, get to know us. And if you are, um, if you invest in real estate, you can head to our website, click invest with us, log into our portal, see what we got cooking. Um, but, um, yeah, that's, I think that's, this is going to be really helpful for people, dude. And, um, I'm excited to continue rolling and seeing where, where this
1: company goes. So any, any,
0: no, I know we kind of gave our final word, but any, any final thing?
1: No, no, I'm excited. Thank you guys for the time.
0: All right. Well, you guys, uh, hopefully you enjoy your week and we'll catch you next time.
1: All right. Peace. <laughs>